This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Tuesday, May 1st, 2012. I'm Caleb Brown. Good immigration policy means respecting people's humanity, understanding immigrants' contribution to economic performance, and rejecting xenophobia. That's the message from Democratic Representative Zoe Lofgren of California. She spoke at the Cato Institute's conference on immigration held last week. I uh, just wanted to make a a few comments about the state of the law, and then I, of course, welcome uh, some questions. You know, as someone who's been involved in the uh, whole legislative scene on immigration, uh, I've just got to say the whole system is a mess, really. It needs reform from top to bottom. You've got a situation where families, uh, husbands and wives, can be separated for four and five years or more, where, where adult American citizens can be separated from their adult sons and daughters. Uh, I, Stuart and I keep running into each other at these events. His study uh, indicating that a employment-based uh, visa application based on a, a bachelor of science degree uh, when the individual's born in India could result in a seven-zero year wait. How competitive is that? Uh, when you take a look at employment-based, you know, a lot of Americans think that uh, people are here illegally because they just declined to go and use the regular system and don't realize that there is no way uh, to legally uh, come over to the United States. We have 5,000 permanent residence visas a year allocated to people uh, whose uh, immigration would be based on their employment skills who don't have a bachelor's degree. And that's for everybody, farm workers, uh, everyone. And it's it's not a surprise then that uh, we have, as by some estimates, 11 million undocumented individuals who've come over to meet economic demand. Um, and in a lot of economic sectors, there is tremendous reliance on this undocumented uh, workforce. Uh, Agriculture is one of the prime examples, and I think we've seen the impact when states crack down uh, in in Georgia and other places, uh, the farmers uh, go under. Uh, The crops rot, and uh, we've had a number of hearings and I've met with these farmers, I mean, they try in vain to uh, find migrant farm workers who are Americans, and there is not a line out the door of people wanting to sign up to be uh, migrant farm workers. I think to some extent, well, and looking at the high-tech sector, I I represent a part of Silicon Valley. You know, my son graduated from Stanford last June, not in electrical engineering, he's a poet. But um, (laughs) I watched the... uh, the, the computer science uh, PhD recipients, about half of them, I would guesstimate, uh, were foreign students. And I just thought, how much wealth is represented by this group walking across you know, the stadium there? They are just going to go out and invent things and found companies and create uh, lots and lots of jobs. And we're going to make them do that in some other country, even though uh, they, many of them would prefer to become Americans with us. And of course, the rhetoric uh, that has, uh, in the political arena, surrounded the subject of immigration, I think is very unfortunate. It, I think some um, uh, candidates have almost 
painted themselves into a corner, how are they going to get out of the extreme position they've painted themselves into so that we can have some kind of bipartisan consensus to reform the law in the interests of the American economy and the American uh, public? You know, I, um, we had four, the first four hearings in the subcommittee uh, this year were about how uh, immigrants take American jobs. And I suppose you can find in, in a country this large some instance where that happened. But all of the economists who uh, uh, advise us say that for immigration really is complementary uh, for the most part with American needs. You've got individuals who are really at the very high end that any country would want to have uh, who, uh, and then you've got people who are migrant farm workers who are doing a very tough work at the lower end. It's skilled, but it's not based on a uh, 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 classroom education. And those tend to be, uh, at, at both extremes, areas where we're not meeting our own need with native grown talent. But that fact sort of gets lost in, in the rhetoric. Um, for a long time, and I still believe, that we need to reform immigration from top to bottom. And we didn't make progress, um, not when the Republicans were in charge and not when the Democrats were in charge. Uh, and I think that we have had a breakthrough, however, on the Democratic side. This year, I mean, given that I want to reform the whole system, I'm also one who says, let's do what we can. And so I put together uh, a bill that did, um, it's called the IDEA Act, and it does reform primarily on the employment-based side, although it does do uh, a few other uh, things. It reforms the H-1B program, which it needs to be reformed. Uh, it provides uh, green cards for uh, masters and above graduates in STEM fields. Um, from research universities. We don't want fly-by-night you. It turns, it's about 200 um, research universities who are turning out the top uh, scientists and engineers. Um, provides a startup visa. You know, the EB-5 uh, program has its utility. It's got a few problems as well. Uh, but that's not really how companies get started. You bring in money. I think about uh, Larry Page and Sergey Brin who founded Google, they didn't do it because they had a million dollars. They did it because they had these great ideas. And then they got venture funding, and that's how it started. So the, the startup visa would allow venture funding. We got a sweat equity bill. I think of Marvell, which is a, a fabulously successful company also in my congressional district, found, uh, founded by two immigrants. Um, she from Shanghai, he from Singapore, they met while they were getting their PhDs in electrical engineering at the University of California, Berkeley. And they couldn't get venture funding, but they got, it was sweat equity and family money and credit cards and the like. And now they employ 3,500 engineers along Highway 237. My constituents are glad to have jobs there. So it would provide visas in that category as well. This is important because uh, despite the sometimes, I think, odd rhetoric that we have at the Immigration Subcommittee, immigrants um, play a huge role in uh, technology development. About 25% of the startups in the country are from immigrant uh, entrepreneurs. In Silicon Valley, it's more than half are uh, uh, 
immigrant entrepreneurs, and I heard someone on the panel before, it's true. It's not all just based on uh, family visas. Sergey Brin came here as a child. His uh, parents, his mother's a lovely woman I recently uh, had a meeting with, um, they were Jewish refugees, I mean, from Russia. Um, you think of, of um, uh, Jerry Yang, founded Yahoo. Uh, he grew up in East San Jose. It was his mother uh, who was the immigrant, and, and he came with her. Or even Andy Grove, who did so much for Intel. Andy came as a, as a refugee uh, from Hungary. So we get uh, great people in various different ways. And I think if I think about immigration in this way, People with enough get up and go to get up and go are the kind of people we want. Uh, when you think about the traits of immigrants, they really are the traits we admire in our country. People who, who are not afraid, uh, people who are optimistic, people who are risk takers, uh, people who are, are forward thinking and not dwelling in the past. That's who immigrants are. Whether they're coming uh, to, to pick strawberries in the hopes that their, their children can be doctors or whether they're coming to start a company, that's who immigrants are and that's our, 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 our history. We need to make sure that we don't cut that off and impair uh, our future. Now, just a bit on family-based, because I think Stuart is right. We don't need to have a fight between the family-based immigration and employment-based immigration. I can't tell you the number of times I've received calls from companies in my district where they've got an engineer, a key person, whose spouse is stuck in India, and the engineer is saying, forget it, I'll go back to India. You know, this is not competitive. Uh, and, 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 and Stuart, I, I think, is right. I don't have the um, exact numbers uh, memorized, but um, most of the family-based immigration, in terms of the numbers, are the spouses and, and children of American citizens or legal permanent residents. And I remember, as a, as a measure of how far things have deteriorated in the Judiciary Committee, uh, in 1996, there was an idea to put minimum standards on uh, spouses, and that an American citizen couldn't petition for his wife unless she at least had a bachelor's degree or a high school diploma. And one of the really conservative members of the committee said, wait a minute, the federal government's going to tell the Americans who they get to marry? I, and, and so that was actually taken off the table. Um, we are not harmed when American families are united. In fact, I think uh, the country is strengthened in that way. Um, I do think that uh, obviously there's limits. We can't have everybody uh, in the world who wants to come here. We uh, can't be permitted to come. We have to regulate the flow into the United States. But it's worth also taking a look at the demographics here. Uh, something we never talk about, but the uh, only country on the North American continent that is actually has a birth rate sufficient to sustain its economy is the United States. Canada doesn't, Mexico doesn't, and uh, to some extent, uh, we are fortunate because immigration has helped us um, uh, do that. Now, um, I could go through all the details of the um, IDEA Act if you wish, but I think it's easier probably for you to uh, uh, either get that on questions uh, or not, but just a, a word on what we need to do politically. You know, I um, when I decided to, to introduce the IDEA Act, it, it, I spent a lot of time on it, and 
I, I understood not just what the, what the um, bumper stickers were, but what, what's the real issue if you're a high technology company? What's the uh, uh, real issue if you're in the venture capital world? And so we wrote it in a way that we think would actually work. And there were a lot of uh, provisions that I had worked on with Republicans in past Congresses. So, uh, we've got the endorsement of the IEEE, which is interesting because they are not always support, largest engineering association in the world, but they are supportive of the bill, uh, the venture capital world, technology companies, family immigration groups. We broke through the fight between do all or nothing, and uh, Luis Gutierrez, who is a wonderful person and has been a, a vigorous uh, advocate for immigration reform, is an original co-sponsor of the IDEA Act. So we have broad consensus on the Democratic side to do this. I went to my friends, and I won't mention names because I don't want to embarrass them, but people who I'd worked with in the past to see if we could get some Republican co-sponsors, and I spent months doing it. I couldn't get a single person uh, to co-sponsor the bill. Um, even people who we'd worked on the same things in the past. And I think it's because of the political environment. There, the, the vibrant anti-immigrant rhetoric in a small, it's not the majority of the American people, but it's an agitated small group. Uh, it needs to be tamed. I mean, people have a right to their viewpoints, whether I agree or not. I don't mean to say that. But we, we have to create an environment where reasonable people can take reasonable steps that are in the interests of the, of the country. And we can't let fringe elements terrorize legislators uh, to be fearful of taking the step that the majority of the American people want them to take. So uh, I think all of us have a role to play on that. Certainly, I am trying to create uh, an environment politically that makes it possible for people to work together. Uh, I'll close with this, and then uh, I understand we want at least half the time for questions. Uh, recently, there was an article in, I think, it, uh, one of the Hill uh, newspapers saying that I had a secret plan. Well, it wasn't exactly <laughs> a secret plan. But here's something that happened. I can say it because other, it's been disclosed in the past, but uh, in uh, the last Congress where the Democrats were in the majority, we had um, actually hundreds of hours. That almost never happens with members. You know, the staff does a lot and we love them, but we had hundreds of hours that the members themselves put in in, in sessions going through all of the issues. And, and without saying who participated in these discussions. I'll just say that there are people who I don't agree with on almost anything. But the question is, can we examine this problem? And could we come up with uh, solutions that would work for the country? And the interesting thing was, the answer is yes. Um, and the reason why it took so long was that uh, we, we wanted to make sure that we understood in detail, each of us, how it would work and what the impact would be in terms of numbers and what were the political shoals. And at the end, we came up with a vehicle that we watermarked and, and, and uh, we all agreed to. And then, of course, the Tea Party rose ascendant and the, the political opportunity to move forward uh, diminished. But I still think it's possible to move forward on a bipartisan basis. Um, it involves respecting each other. Uh, listening to each other and being willing to uh, take a few risks, just like the immigrants do when they come here. Uh, we have never 
revealed uh, who was at these meetings, and I won't now, and we none of us have ever uh, distributed the draft, and I won't now. But I just say that as a, as a piece of hope, because behind all of the arguing and screaming, there are people who can work together in good faith and make something work uh, for our country that works for American families and that works for Amer our American economy. And uh, it's not often that we feel positive about Congress, I know, but I think there is a capacity to have hope here. So with that, thank you very much. I look forward to your questions. Zoe Lofgren represents California's 16th district in the U.S. House. She spoke at the Cato Institute's conference on immigration held last week. You can watch the full event at Cato.org. 